Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi, everyone. My name is Claire O'Shea, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. Today, I'm coming at you with another interview on the show with the incredibly talented Hilary Parnell. Hilary is the owner and director of the Academy for the Performing Arts and Preschool for the Arts in Apex, North Carolina. She's also an author and has created some amazing online courses, one of which helps teach studio owners how to take their dance class pitches completely in-house and add this as a new revenue stream for their studio. I'm just going to say that Hillary is an absolute powerhouse and I know you're going to love this episode because I loved speaking with her so much. So here's a little bit more about Hillary. Hillary was born in Pittsburgh and moved to the Cary Apex area when she was 13. She's been dancing her entire life but never intended on dance being her career. She graduated from Chapel Hill in 2000 and was planning on turning right back around to go to dental school. Instead, she moved to Atlanta, worked in ad sales and when the company closed, she then moved back home at 22 where she decided to pursue her new dream of opening a dance studio. The reality hit when she opened the doors in the fall of 2001 with a 4,000 square feet and only six dancers. There was no plan B, but she knew she could make it work. She had an amazing staff, a solid mission, and a passion for teaching that she didn't even realize. And in 2003, they added a competitive company, and the company now has nearly 100 students and is divided into three different competitive levels. Fast forward a few years, and they were well on their way to outgrowing that humongous space of 4,000 square feet and moved to a new 10,000 square feet studio. Now they are able to serve up to 2,000 students with ample classroom space, a huge lobby for parents, designated preschool space, and tons of parking. These days, Hillary is family focused. She has four boys between the ages of four and nine and a seriously supportive husband. Hillary is also an author of the book, My First Dance Class and created programs dedicated to helping studio owners such as Dance Photo Pro and Dances in Balance, which we dive into in the episode. So again, I cannot wait to share this exciting interview with you as Hillary is an absolute powerhouse and I can't wait to share more of her story. So without further delay, let's dive into the show. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Hillary. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. And we actually connected through Facebook. I saw that you posted uh, you know, like a download and a guide that you have for studio owners. And I thought it was so awesome. And we're going to get into that a little bit more later. But I just wanted to mention that, you know, it's really fun how we can connect through Facebook, I guess, when we're all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. So earlier in the podcast, I shared about your bio and a bit about you and your studio. And I did mention that you really never intended on having a career in dance or the dance industry. And your plan was to go to dental school, actually, but you ended up venturing into the world of sales. So what reignited your passion for dance, which ultimately led you to open your own studio? And then can you tell us a little bit about APA? Sure. Um well, all of that really happened when I was still very young. I, I had technically always wanted to own a dance studio. Um, I just thought it would be something I would do for fun. You know, after I married a millionaire, 
or <laughs> won the lottery. Um, but you know, it was 2001 and I was 22 and our, you know, the market crashed and I, I lost my only job I had and I was just really naive and I come from an entrepreneurial type family and my parents were really supportive and they just said, you know, sure, come home, live with us, do what you want to do. And they co-signed for my first lease and a line of credit for me to jump, you know, straight into the dance studio that I had been planning since I was eight years old. Um, I just didn't think I'd get to do it so soon. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So then after that, you know, it's been 18 years now and APA has grown so much, obviously from that very first year. Um, one thing that my parents taught me from the get go was that if I wanted to be a successful dance studio, I had to run it like a business first. Um, so for the first two years, I actually didn't even teach classes. I just worked in the office and I hired teachers and they were all older than me and it was very intimidating. (laughs) Um, but it was, it was unconventional. I, I feel like for this industry, but it, it worked and taught me a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. Um, now I do love to teach, uh, but I consider teaching more my hobby and my real job is being a CEO of this business and some other businesses. Um, and you know, APA is, is just your standard studio. We offer dance classes for walking to 18 year olds. We have a really strong recreational and progressive program as well as a competitive and pre-professional program. We have a little over 700 students, um, a senior staff of six department heads, and about 50 other staff members making everything run like a machine around here. Uh, I only work from about eight to three every day, so I can be home with my kids in the afternoon. And I teach a little, um, but like I said, I come back in the evening to do that, and it's, it's like my hobby. So it's nice to have that flexibility and um, change from year to year. So, Yeah, that's amazing. And your studio sounds like it has really blossomed, which is fantastic. And like you said, the start, how you started in the office only and were running the business for two years is, I would say, definitely like unconventional, but really, really interesting. And obviously it's worked out really well for you. Yeah, I think so. So one of the other amazing features in your studio is your preschool program, which you created when you and your other staff members were having children and your preschool for the arts is also the area's only preschool with a traditional academic curriculum, but that, you know, it prepares the little ones for kindergarten, but also introduces them to dance, music and fine arts, which is really amazing to have that niche as well. So can you tell us how you started this program and how it's taken off and maybe a little how it works? Sure, sure. So our area is unique. Um, I know I've spoken to several other people who say that they can't have a preschool in their state or there are laws against it. But in North Carolina, where we are, we are able to have a half day preschool program without being regulated as a daycare. So that Mm -hmm. opens up our options to having something like this. And, And there are lots of preschools like this in the area, but none in dance studios. Um, But basically what happened was, you know, I had my first child and almost 10 years ago now, and he spent the first two years of his life in a pack and play in my office. Um, And that really wasn't going to work for much longer. Uh, My friends who are also employees of mine were also having kids. So we started looking around for options and realized that we didn't really love any of the preschools in our area. They were 
super expensive and definitely did not infuse the art at all, really. So we figured let's just start this little preschool program would have, you know, three, five, six kids in it. And it would just be somewhere for our kids to go. Um, Because one of those teachers used to also be a preschool teacher. And then by word of mouth, we ended up with a full two classes by the end of that year. And then those kids all got older and we realized we needed to add another class for the younger kids. And it, it really just kind of grew out of, I don't even know, I guess necessity for me because I kept having babies and I needed somewhere to put the new babies. And now we have a full, we have a full half day preschool with 75 kids ages two to five years old that runs year round. Uh, we have nine, eight, eight preschool teachers and it has its own director that works nine to one every single day. And it's just an, it's an amazing program. It's obviously a great revenue stream. And ironically, we thought it would be filled with mostly our dancers, younger siblings, but it turns out the preschool actually attracts an entirely new demographic. And then those kids graduate out of preschool into our dance program. And they just become APA family for life. So it's been amazing. Yeah, that does sound amazing. And like you said, I don't, it, it started off as, as the necessity. And I guess, well, then that already is, there's already a need for it if you needed it. Um, but like you said, it also depends on your rules in your area. So I imagine it probably would have been a lot more difficult if you had to do some like maybe, you know, education regulations, but that sounds like you created such an amazing program. Yeah, it it was funny. We didn't buy a curriculum. We kind of developed it ourselves, but we used some really wonderful uh, teachers that we found that had degrees in education and early childhood and made sure that, you know, obviously I wanted my own kids to be very prepared for kindergarten. So kind of having that as the, the mission behind the, the whole curriculum made sure that that happened. And now I've got one more little one. Uh, he has one year left in our preschool. And then all of my kids will have graduated out of it. So amazing. And what I'm sure you've noticed a difference as well in how the curriculum's progressed and grown since you started with your first child. Oh my gosh, tremendously. You know, when we hired our preschool director, she came in with a master's in early childhood and she had written curriculums before and she just really kind of took it to a whole new level. Uh, and I've seen that happen both in, in my preschool and in the dance. Uh, part of my business. I Once we really built a curriculum for the dance program and, and made sure that everyone was following that, that also grew so much. So little sidebar, have a great curriculum. It works. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very good tip. But as well, like when we were sort of talking before, like you said, you've had a really successful dance studio, but it's been going for a while now and you feel like you're at the place where it runs, you know, obviously there would be a lot of energy and effort still involved, but it runs a lot by itself, which allows you obviously with your amazing staff members, but to work on other things. And so one of the things I was really excited to discuss with you today, which is what I talked about earlier is a posing guide that you created for busy studio owners for photography sessions. And I just thought this was so like, so clever and like, it's just something that everyone needs and it's just, it's a single element, which is a part of a bigger course that you have called dance photo pro. But can you tell our listeners about the course as well as the guide? Absolutely. I am so excited about this new program. Um, 
I am always looking for ways to do things more efficiently. Uh, like I mentioned, I had a lot of kids and I had them all very close together. So my, my studio had to learn how to do things without me. And that has been the best thing that's ever happened for our studio. Um, but one of the reasons that we, the, my staff had to do things without me was because about 10 years ago, I took on the venture of taking our complete dance class picture photo week in-house to do it myself. I had been so frustrated with our photographers that we had been hiring and feeling like they didn't care and they would just you know, sit on a stool and take two clicks and say next. And the parents were frustrated. And I don't know, the whole process was just really infuriating. So I figured like most things, I'm going to figure out how to do this better myself. And, you know, this was a long time ago, there wasn't the internet, <laughs> really. Um, I didn't have any photography experience. I didn't even have a fancy camera. So I asked a few friends of mine who I knew were photographers and they helped me figure out how to bring all of this in-house. And for the past about 10 years, we have been tweaking the whole system of how to make the process of our own dance class pictures very simple, considering it's always done during recital season and it's crazy time. So, um, but that very first year, we made enough to cover the equipment and then some. And now our studio makes about $20,000 a year on pictures. And that we get to keep for ourselves versus taking a 10% kickback check from a photographer who we don't really like. So the goal of Dance Photo Pro is to teach other studio owners how to do that, how to bring pictures completely in-house and create an extremely profitable revenue stream for your studio. Um, and so that, that course is almost ready to, to be available. Um, but in the meantime, I also have this posing guide that I have used for almost this entire time that is a that started as a notebook with some stick figures that are pretty funny actually um, <laughs> but you know they're a little ridiculous looking um, but the, the whole idea was that if I had to walk out of the room somebody could take my place and pose the kids um, but it started because I overheard parents complaining that their child had the same pose as last year and so they weren't going to buy the picture. I was like, oh, darn it. You know, how often does that probably happen? I am not thinking about, you know, even what day it is when you're in there posing hundreds and hundreds of kids day after day, let alone what pose did I give little Susie last year? <laughs> you know, there's no way to know that. Um, but then I figured there's got to be a way to know that. So what I did is I started analyzing all the photo orders and really kind of honing the best pictures for the best ages and skill levels, because obviously you have to make sure all of the five-year-olds can do the pose you give them or they're going to look ridiculous. Um, you have to make sure even your most beginner teenagers can do the pose you give them. Uh, so they don't look like they don't, like they're not good at dance, you know? Um, and so we, we put together this book and I've been tweaking it as I go. And every person I've ever shown it to has said, oh my gosh, you should totally sell this. It would make everybody's life so much easier. And so I finally did. I finally put it together, uh, made it look prettier than my stick figures. I used my own kids in the book, you know, all of my own students that, and pictures that I've taken. And so I know that they're recreational dancers and I know that they work. You know, I didn't use all my highly competitive kids to make sure that they look amazing. Um, and, and the posing guide offers 
tap ballet and jazz poses for every dancer age two to 18. Um, and then some hip hop poses because those I run a little bit less structured. And then I'm hoping to get together uh, a contemporary slash lyrical guide soon, as well as a more advanced guide because the one I'm doing now is just recreational. Uh, it also has group poses in there. So when you have a group of 13 kids, you don't have to do the math to figure out what lines they should be in. Um, that's all in there for you. So essentially making you not have to think the whole week you're in pictures and you can let any one of your staff do it and it doesn't have to be you and it doesn't have to be um, mentally exhausting at, you know, the week before recital. <laughs> yeah. And that is, I think, so clever on so many different levels, like for you as a business owner, like amazing that you can use it with your own studio as well, but so exciting that there's something out there for studio owners. I honestly had never heard of something, but like, as soon as I saw your post, I was like, Oh my gosh, that is so clever. So many people need that. And all I see on Facebook around recital and concert time is like, you know, my photographer's bailed. My photographer's not this. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you know, there is a huge amount of wonderful photographers, obviously. Um, but like right. you said, I'd never, it is an additional revenue stream and it's not something that I think a lot of people really hone in on or like zone in on because sometimes it's like, Oh, I can't be bothered. It's too difficult. I'm not a photographer. I don't know how, but it's super interesting that with you know, something like your guide or even, you know, like you said, you, it obviously took you a long time to figure it out by yourself, but that it's something that of course you could make a lot of extra money doing that. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think every studio has different things that fit them well. And, and I'm totally open to the idea that not every person would want to take this on. Um, for instance, I, don't like doing birthday parties. We've outsourced our birthday parties, but other studios make a ton of money doing birthday parties. Um, and, and so if this isn't something that interests you at all, then, you know, at least use the posing guide because you can use that without, you know, doing the pictures yourself. You can, if you have a great photographer, you can even give the posing guide to them and they can use it on your kids and make sure that it's increasing even that little kickback that you're getting because, you know, the more money they make, the more money you make. Um, yeah. But yeah, if, if someone is, has a, a, even is a novice photographer or likes to take pictures or thinks they would like to get better at taking pictures, it's a great way to get a lot of practice in. You know, now I consider myself also a photographer. I do artistic uh, shoots with all of my advanced dancers and, and it's a nice little side hustle for me. And, you know, I haven't paid a dime for any family pictures since my kids were born. So <laughs> that helps too. That's amazing. And I just, yeah, it's just, it's just like it, when I saw it again, I was just really like, whoa, that is awesome and so cool. And so you said, so the posing guide is sort of more of like a, not simple, but it has the the poses and everything that anyone could use, but you, are you, you mm -hmm. are launching the dance photo pro is, does that go into more like what equipment you need, how to set it up, how to edit? Does it go into a little bit more of like the specifics of how to go about it or would someone need to do a photography course as well? No, that should teach you everything you need to know. It is every, it is an online course um, where you go through each individual module and check them off that you've, you've accomplished them. It has video tutorials in it, uh, everything from ordering your equipment with all the links of everything that I suggest to order, um, how, to use, how to learn how to use your camera, how to do test shoots, how to edit, you know, simple edits in Photoshop even. 
um, how to order and package your prints and, and what kind of ways you can sell them. Uh, lots of different ideas about that. So it's, it's a, it should, the mission is that when you complete that course, you should feel confident in taking on that project. So the goal for completing the course would be that you would feel 100% confident in, the, in taking on the pictures yourself and that within your first year, you would make back enough money to cover the equipment that you bought as well as the course itself. Um, maybe two years if you have a smaller studio, but I'm pretty confident that you will, will increase your revenue significantly with this new venture. Awesome. And do you... Is there like a size that you think that would really benefit from them? Like from this, do you think that studios of any size or do you think you sort of have to have like a medium to a large studio? No, I think any studio would work because especially if you are a newer studio with less students, I say do it now while you can practice on a smaller subset of people. Um, And then by the time you do grow, you have it all under control. Um, But really, the other nice thing is having the equipment in your own building. I pull out my uh, photography setup probably five, six, seven times a year and do marketing photos or Christmas photos, or we set it up as a backdrop in the lobby and do, you know, fun Mother's Day pictures. I'm doing pictures this weekend at our daddy-daughter practice just for fun as like an extra community building event for our, our students. So, you know, you'll use it more than just this once a year. And, uh, I really think it can benefit any size studio. Yeah. And I think that that is a huge bonus as well. Like I know, um, for instance, I'm in a position, I'm really lucky. We have like a pretty, a really great relationship with a parent at our studio who does, uh, photography for us. She does all of our concert photos. She does our concert video and she also does our marketing throughout the year. But in saying that, and she is fantastic. But in saying that, I do feel like we'd be able to do more photos and more stuff without kind of feeling like we're bothering her if I, if we mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, you know, I, and even like, for instance, like I don't myself have particular photo skills, but I know I could learn, but I also have a couple of teachers who have a really big interest in photography. So it's also something that you could yeah. share with your staff, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. I definitely have a couple of my staff members trained on both the editing side and the taking of the pictures so that it doesn't have to be me in the classroom Mm -hmm. the whole time, obviously now. Um, I do like to do it. I'll be in there most of the the time just because I like to see all the kids because I don't teach all of them anymore, you know, so it's fun for me. But yeah, yeah. amazing. And then as you are so busy, to be honest, I'm just going through all of this amazing stuff that you're doing. But another (laughs) thing, have which I'm very interested in is the dancers in balance which is designed for dance studio owners and teachers to really help their dancers find physical mental and emotional well-being which is so prevalent I feel like at the moment and really to help them find balance Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about you know how this came to be how you created it and I can see on your site that this has been made also into a guidebook it's also a studio kit and an in-house workshop so you know how did this all come to be? Okay, so this one is is similar, you know, figuring out a way to be more efficient. That's kind of my underlying tone for all my projects. They just cover a wide span of topics. <laughs> um, Dancers in Balance has come about because I've always been really passionate about teaching more than dance to my students. 
Um, as we all know, most of our students are not going to go off to a career in dance. Um, so, you know, everything else I can teach them about life and life skills and professionalism and, you know, just preparing them for the world, I, I do as often as I possibly can. Um, I find myself in class covering things like self-love and growth mindsets and conflict resolution, nutrition, and even like relaxation techniques. Um, and I would always spend a lot of class time <laughs> doing that. And it was kind of inconsistent and reactionary. You know, I would hear whispers and, okay, let's talk about bullying this week, <laughs> you know, um, or whatever. And, and I really felt like I was always putting out fires. And so I got a little frustrated there and felt like I needed to come up with a way to be more consistent with that and to make sure that the message that I was giving one group was consistent with another group or that I wouldn't forget for two years to talk about something and, and then yeah. uh, remember at the last minute. So a few years ago, I started doing these 15 minute journal classes with my competitive kids, my, my highest level competitive kids that are here you know, four or five days a week. And we found 15 minutes and I gave them journals and it was just a way for us to track everything. Um, and then I would pick and choose the really important ones and share those with our other um, less competitive groups that are here less often, but still my babies. Um, so that started to have such amazing benefits with those kids because it was consistent. Um, we found that the drama really cut down, the, the conflicts between the girls cut down, um, all of the teenage angst and uh, self-esteem issues really started to diminish. And I'm not saying that we don't have them. I just feel like now we have this space and this open forum where the kids can really feel comfortable talking and we're able to kind of nip things in the bud. So I wanted to, to take that concept and grow it throughout the studio. So then we started with the studio kit, which is posters that we have hung in all the classrooms that reinforce a certain core value. So even our recreational kids that are here for one half hour class a week still see that poster at the beginning of every month. The teachers mention the word of the month and we talk about what that means. And then we have these little reward cards that the kids um, will get if a teacher recognizes that they're doing something uh, exemplary of that core value. So we have all this happening and I really, uh, you know, Another time I had posted in Dance Teacher Network, you know, if you're not journaling with your kids, you really should be. They love it. And it, it's been, it's made a difference in our studio. And so many people asked for information about that and, you know, said, well, what do you do? And, and do you have any ideas? And do you have any prompts? And what, what kind of activities do you do? So that really got me thinking. And I decided to put it all in a book. And it's a simple guidebook with over 50 prompts that I've been doing for years and with a little explanation of what to say and what to do and what the objective of that prompt is. It's broken into different themes. So if you know you're dealing with kids with um, self-esteem issues, you can flip to that section in the book and pull activities from that section. Um, and it's just really simple. And I encourage everyone to do it because these kids need us as mentors and guides in life. And um, the more I find that I talk through them, through with them, all of their issues that the issues become a little more in perspective and less uh, a big deal, you know, and, and there's that, that trust that's built too. And it's just amazing. Um, and so, yeah, so all that's available now for other 
studios to have access to, the guidebook, the posters, and the reward cards. Um, if it's something you would like us to come, uh, my staff is trained to do this, and, and we can come to you and do a, a workshop with your students or with your staff to teach you how to do the journaling. Um, and we're even working on a really exciting summer camp that we are going to do with juniors and seniors in high school where they come and we're going to cover everything from, you know, like I said, self-esteem building and um, conflict resolution to professionalism and how to audition and resume building and uh, nutrition and how to make your own healthy snacks and, and even injury prevention and things like that. So just all of the other stuff. We're all very good and focused on technique and straight legs and pointed toes, but dancers and balances, everything else. <laughs> yeah. And that is amazing. Like I myself, you know, feel that particularly, you know, over the last few years, we do have to incorporate this more into our teaching. Um, but like similar to you, I noticed, you know, I don't, didn't feel like I was really able to get into it as much as I would like. And again, it was a bit more reactionary than anything else. Or mm-hmm. like in some cases, I just know, oh, this age group generally has, you know, these little things that arise. So maybe mm-hmm. I couldn't start earlier. Um, but yeah, we've done like one sort of workshop in our studio, but definitely I think there's so much more that could be done. So it's interesting and so amazing and helpful to know there's other resources out there. Absolutely. And the parents love it too. Yes. They love that yeah. to know that we're, we, we have that on our minds and that it, it's a focus that we, we have with their kids and that we are, you know, some, for some of us, we see their kids more than they do. So it helps them really trust us to know that we have their best interest at heart more so than just as a dancer. Yeah. And it's not about, like you said, even not just the students who come for 30 minutes a week, but it's something that is rolled out and ingrained in your studio. And that, like you said, you care about them as dancers and you care about their pointed toes. But at the end of the day, 90, probably 8% of them are not going to be mm-hmm. professional dancers. So it's all about what this teaches them and how we can support them. And, and I do think that it can be and feel like a lot of responsibility as a teacher because you are trying to hit all of these different things whilst teaching, whilst getting through what you need to get through. But in saying Mm -hmm. that, like what a blessing as an educator. And again, it's amazing that there is those resources out there to support studio owners and teachers. Absolutely. So aside from that, you've also written and have a book called my first dance class, which is a book that you illustrated yourself as well for the newest little dancers when they register at your studio. So what inspired you to write the book and what was the process like to actually write and illustrate your own book? Because I myself have never done that. And if there's other studio owners out there who are interested in doing it, I'd be so excited for you to share some tips and your experience. Sure. Um, this one was actually kind of a, a whim. Um, here in North Carolina, when it snows, we get locked in our houses sometimes for weeks on end, you know, even if it's only like an inch of snow. (laughs) So one year I was stuck in my house for about two weeks and we couldn't go anywhere. I had a young child and I took it upon myself then to finally get this project done. And it was inspired because we really focus a lot on our tiniest dancers at our studio. Um, Obviously, we have a strong competitive program and all of that. But as everyone knows, your babies are your bread and butter. And we want to make sure that they know how special they are. So one of the things that we do every year is we send 
dance, our older dancers dress up as princesses to all of our newly registered dancers house. And we bring them a special gift directly to their home. And we do that all the week before the first week of classes for what we call our little stars. So our two to five year olds. Um, and when they get to their house, they give them a little present and it's usually a goodie bag with a coloring page and some studio swag and, you know, a tattoo or something. Um, and we were thinking of things to put in there and I really thought it would be so neat if there was some sort of even a picture guide or just something to make sure that they uh, felt comfortable when they came to class the first day. Well, you know, every kindergartner gets a first day of kindergarten book that they read to make them feel more comfortable and at ease. So it just got me thinking that that would be a great thing to do. Um, I'm not a, a gifted artist, but I can draw cute little characters. And I just put the book together based on what we do on the first day of dance class. It's very simple. And I feel like universally, most first day of dance classes are very similar. Um, all of our little pre-dancers or music and movement dancers are doing the same things, but, you know, stretching in a circle and painting the rainbow and going across the floor. So I put that all in the book and, and I just printed it. It's, I, it's not a published book. I do not have a publisher, um, but I, we have it printed and it is um, copyrighted and everything. And we supply it to every single one of our new little stars every single year. And the parents absolutely love it. And on the front, it says my first day of dance class at the Academy for the Performing Arts. And on the back, there's a place to put notes, uh, your teacher's names and things you learned and a picture of your first day of class. So it's a little keepsake for the parents and the kids can read it before bed or read it every week before they come to class. And um, what we've done is I've made it basically customizable. So other studios can purchase it and we can put your name instead of my studio, obviously on the cover and, or your logo or whatever makes it um, specific to you. And then you can give it to your dancers or you could sell it in your own studio store, or you could um, give it away as a prize or a recital gift or anything like that. But it really, it's definitely something that sets us apart from other studios. Um, if you buy enough of them, it's not very expensive. It's a nice, really nice present uh, for your kids. And it makes them realize that they really are special in the studio, um, especially when a lot of focus sometimes can be taken away and put on those older kids and the ones going to competition all the time. So we want to make sure that we really um, give them all the attention we can. So they stay forever. <laughs> And that is amazing. And oh, I can't even imagine what, like the parents must be wowed by it. Is it have you noticed them? Oh. Like, are they just totally amazed? Yeah, no, they really, it is, it is a, a big winner. We haven't stopped passing them. We, we haven't stopped giving them since the day we started because I mean, it's just a, it's considered part of our budget for sure. And forever because the parents love it and they will tell us, you know, years of years, we had, one girl's mom bring us her book um, when she was graduating high school and had all of her teachers sign it because she still had it. That so, is sweet. Yeah. How lovely is that? That's so nice. Yeah, it was really, really sweet. And just goes to show how important that can be, that little time in your life can be for these little baby dancers, you know? Yeah, so. Absolutely. And like you said, like everything, there is a my first – everything like the kindy, the school, the 
you know, I don't know, there's so many, but I, I've not come across a first dance class one. And like you said, like you can create your own, obviously, but so amazing that you have that resource to share with others as well. And I, I have never heard of someone doing that. And definitely the princess experience, that is like an amazing level of customer service that you offer your studio. So no wonder why you guys have really blossomed. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The kids love it. Do the do the senior students like being the princesses too? They do. You know, they we use princesses a lot around here. So, you know, we have some who absolutely love it and some who, you know, would rather not, but um it's it, anything with the princess is better. So. <laughs> awesome. So, um I I, I could really talk about all of this stuff all day. You, you are really like amazing. And I just, you, how you juggle everything is beyond me, but I just wanted to briefly discuss about, you mentioned that you were a mother, but you didn't say you actually have four boys, which actually sparked the idea, like we talked about earlier of your preschool program, but you mentioned how amazing your team is, which is why you can get more family time. Do you have any advice or wisdom for other busy mothers or just busy studio owners who are looking for more time with their family and are seeking, I, I put it in quote marks, but like balance, because I know it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, a sort of unachievable, unattainable word, but you know what I'm trying to insinuate. Absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who once I find time, I fill it very quickly. Um, so that's how all of these programs became uh, into existence because when the studio started running more efficiently itself, it gave me all of this free time. And so I just made new businesses. Um, but I guess my, my advice is, is systems, systemizing everything. Um, and I know that kind of can fall on deaf ears if you're in the middle of chaos and those first few years where everything is stressful and crazy. Um, but when I was pregnant with my first son, I was potentially high risk. Um, just based on my my medical history for my family. And so there was a potential that I would be on bed rest and a potential that I would have the baby early and all of this stuff. So, and I was due in the summer right after recital. So, you know, I freaked out a little bit and I, I spent that whole year that I was pregnant making everything systemized so that it could be done without me, assuming that I wouldn't be at the recital and I wouldn't be there for half the year and I wouldn't you know, be available to keep the business running. And meanwhile, I ended up having the baby two weeks late and missed about three weeks worth of work. But <laughs> it was great because it it set everything up for that success. Um, and then I was, my, I had my next son 15 months later. So I was pregnant again. And, you know, it's hard to teach and keep going and have the energy when you're that pregnant all the time. My kids were all 10 pound babies. And I just was always exhausted. So for about six years straight, I had to make things doable without me. And when I finally came out of the fog of having all those babies and having baby brain, I realized that I inadvertently had built this really kind of strong running business that that doesn't need me much anymore. Obviously, I'm still here to manage my my upper staff and keep them going, but they are amazing and I have all the right people in place and they take initiative and ownership of their department and and the ball just keeps on rolling. So um, I, I systems, 
write everything down, make sure they can, it can be done without you. And that, that should at least get you started. So. Amazing. And yes, like you said, I can imagine you're very tired with that many little ones under like quite close in age, like you said. So I think the, um, sometimes people like they know that they want to systemize, but it sometimes takes like a situation or a bit of a push to really mm-hmm. get them to do it. But if you could do it beforehand, well, that's even better. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I want to give a little hope to people who are still in that phase where it just feels like you're drowning and you're, I mean, I did it for years. I was staying at work until two in the morning and getting back at seven in the morning and still not feeling like there was enough time in a day. And, and, you know, it's stressful, but you love it and you're passionate. So you do it. Um, But if you can see the, the other side and know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, just keep pushing, but but don't keep doing the same thing wrong over and over again. Um, I think that's the biggest mistake people make. Um, I mean, again, light at the end of the tunnel this past weekend, I just realized was really amazing. I had, um, I was fortunate enough to be with my own kids, taking them to their own activities all weekend long, you know, with four of them, they're in 10 different directions. Um, and at the same time, I had my competitive kids at a competition. I had my performance group dancers at a local festival. I had two birthday parties happening at the studio and my preschool director was dealing with a parent conflict and I got a couple of texts over the weekend, but I didn't deal with any of that. And it was amazing. So there is hope. I promise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it does take time, but I think so often some people can get stuck on the, you know, myself too. And, you know, it's probably you in different situations. Like we can all get stuck on kind of like that mouse wheel where we feel like we have to keep running, keep running, keep running. But sometimes it does mm-hmm. take you to like trip up to realize actually, no, like I, I need to do this differently and this is how I'm going to do it. So that is such important advice, I think. And like you said, you don't, it's, it's, you don't always want to sound like, Oh, you know, being on the flip side where you are obviously a lot more, um, in control and, you know, you don't feel like you're on that mousetrap wheel as much, but it's important to acknowledge that it wasn't always like that for you. You, you weren't like lucky mm-hmm. and magically came into it. Like it took hard work. And now that you, now you reap the reward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Amazing. So before we wrap up, Hillary, I just want to, I'm just sound like I'm fangirling, but I'm just really blown away by all of these amazing different <laughs> that you go on. But if we have any listeners, thank any- you share this in our notes as well so people can uh find the website links because you do so much there's a few different links to share but if anyone's interested in your services or courses or you know they're in your area which is north carolina and want to look into your studio how can they get in contact with you you know um like you said yeah there's all kinds of websites now for all the different things it's dancephotopro.com and dancersinbalance.com and my first dance class um, But the studio is uh, Academy for the Performing Arts. We're APANC.com. And, you know, you find me on Facebook. I'm Hillary Dietrich Parnell, and I am happy to answer questions or, or, or help anyone. If you, if you have any questions about how I got through a certain phase in the studio, I'm an open book and I love giving back to this community and, um, you know, I've, I've been there. So if I can help in any way, I'm happy to. 
That is so amazing. And I am following you on Instagram as well. And that's um, Hillary FP, if anyone wants to follow you. And I can see your beautiful photos. Did you take most of those yourself or all of them yourself? Those are all mine. Yeah. And that's, and again, I don't want people to see those and think that I was a photographer. I was not. I am now because of taking all of the dance class pictures for 10 years. Um, I do. I love taking the artistic pictures. I love getting the kids out in nature. And um, the one, the little boy in all of those is my son who dances. So um, oh, beautiful. But I the love photos are stunning. Like just Thank the you. lighting, the poses, they are beautiful. So I encourage anyone who's listening to go check that out. That's Hillary with two L's. So that's Hillary FP. And like you said, so lovely that you've encouraged people to reach out to you. But uh, yeah, we'll make sure we include all of those links in our show notes because they, but the name is what they are. Like you said, dancesandbalance.com, dancephotopro.com, myfirstdanceclassbook.com, and then your uh, studio is uh, apanc.com you know, forward slash whatever particular yeah. thing that you want to look at. But thank you so yep. much for joining us today, Hillary, and sharing about your studio, about your life, about your experience and all of the other wonderful projects and books and things that you've created for everyone. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.